Hallelujah, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we come before you right now, Lord, and we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, for just who you are in our lives, God, and we come yet committing ourselves unto you. Lord, that you would have your way in this place continually, Lord. We, we seek your face, Lord, that we might know your will and your ways concerning our lives. Lord, order our steps, God. Speak to our hearts, even through your word on this morning. Lord, help us hear what your spirit is saying unto the church, Lord, that we may be able to rise up and accomplish everything you've given for us to do, Lord. We know, Lord, that without you, we can only fail. But through you, we can do great exploits for your kingdom. And we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, give me praise. Hallelujah. You can sit. You can be seated. Amen. Let's see. Release our children to their classrooms. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. How excellent. I don't know about y'all, but that song blessed me this morning. How excellent is your name. Scripture tells us, amen, that there's no other name under heaven amongst men whereby we must be saved. That makes it a mighty, mighty, mighty excellent name. Amen. To call on it. Amen. To receive salvation, to receive deliverance, healing, and all. Whatever we need, we find it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So today is a beautiful day because we're still here calling on his name. Amen. You know, as we look, we, we finally get to continue our work, amen. We was working, started mm, latter part of last year, working through, you know, the series, Who's in Charge Anyway? Amen. Some of you weren't here, amen. Maybe you don't remember as we were digging through that back in October, and then we had the vacation time, and we had holidays and the new year. So we really didn't get to finish all the aspects of that series. So, you know, we get opportunity, amen, now. And it's amazing because the way God orchestrates things right where we are is right where we need to be. Amen. Because the area that we get to deal with today, amen, is, is needful. Now, if you remember in the past messages, amen, we dealt with the fact that, that we are a threefold being. Amen. And when we say that, what does it mean? I am what? And I have a, I have a, and I live in a, now let's say it all together. Let's say the whole phrase. I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. And let's say it again. I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in a body. See, and it's important why am I driving that home? Because it takes something after living and living and living, thinking this is me and it's all about just this one thing, to really break that mindset, amen, that, you know, you're all one and this, what you see in the mirror is you, amen. And it takes some, really some rearranging of a lot of thoughts and a lot of things in our life, amen, to come to a realization that that is not you. You are so much greater than your body. I say, you are so much greater than your body. In fact, you know, just because, you know, I'm constantly digging into this and looking at these different things. And, and the reality is your body limits you. It, it, it limits you from being able to, to do everything that you're actually capable of doing. But it won't limit you always. Amen. One day you're going to be free of that body. Hallelujah. But until then, we're going to possess our body as unto God. Isn't that right? Amen. amen. So in the, we, we dealt with that. Amen. Then, then we, we actually began to break down the different portions, of, amen, of, of this. 
So we, we began to look at our body itself, the earth suit, amen, what it was intended for and how we can use it to glorify God. And then we began to deal with the big issue, the big one, which is the soul, amen, and dissecting all the different aspects of the soul, amen. And we got to look, you know, at the soul, which is really our final battlefield. If we can win that battle, we got it done, amen. And with God's help, you can do all things, right? And so as we looked at that, we began to look at our emotions, amen, which is a part of our soul, and we dealt with our memory, amen, which is a part of the soul, amen. Y'all remember that memory? You know, kind of keeps you stuck in different places, amen. Hallelujah, amen. The one that's afraid to move forward. And then we dealt with also the intellect or the reasoning, amen, that's a part of the soul, amen, our, our you know, what we think we know, Amen. And see, but again, that's only based on our our limited experience and knowledge. Amen. So we begin to look at that. So you know, today as we address the next portion, which is a major portion of your soul, Amen. And this one is a big one, Amen. And it's your imagination. Wow. Everybody, everybody in here has an imagination. Imagine that. Whether you like it or not, whether you use it or not in the proper fashion or way, we all have an imagination. Amen? Hallelujah. In fact, the imagination, amen, is, is, is a very powerful part of your soul, a very powerful part of who you are. Amen? In, in, in spite of all the delays, amen, this is right where we need to be because we're talking about all things new. We're a better place to start, amen, in seeing things and understanding new than in your imagination. Amen. So if, as we begin to dig a little bit, you're going to see, amen, how well this fits, amen, as far as where we are, amen, because it fits perfectly because we're talking about getting somewhere, but you can't get there if you still see things the same old way. Amen. So, so just begin to open your heart, open your mind, amen, so we can begin to see these things. Now think about you know, just, just think a minute about your imagination. How do you use your imagination? Can you imagine it right now? Huh? So you see, your, your imagination can be, let me use a few terms as we go through here, amen, just to kind of encapsulate. But your, your imagination can be your, your mental transporter. I mean, you know how in Star Trek they say, beat me up, boy, beat me up, Scotty. You know, and they, they transport. Now they're getting fancy. They, they, you know, transport from planet to planet. You know, they're they getting fancy. You know, but think about, I mean, your imagination is a powerful tool that God has given you and me, all mankind, amen, that we can use to build, amen, in the realm of the spirit. I mean, we, we, if, we, if we just begin to understand the power of the imagination, amen, how many times we, we imagine something, you know, because that's where we want to go or what we want to do. You know, anybody ever been to Disneyland? Amen. And you, before you got there, what was you doing? Imagine. You imagining how it could be. Before you got on that roller coaster, you imagining, amen. So, and sometimes the imagination is so vivid that you're afraid to get on. And then when you finally get on, it's not as bad as you thought it was or as worse than you thought it was going to be. Amen, because your imagination didn't quite measure up. So your, your imagination took you there before you got there. Amen, so you've know, you got to stop and think about this. This is a powerful tool. It's a powerful thing, amen, that we have. Amen, so we, we can experience things without experiencing them. Now we, we just got to hope that our imagination is accurate. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. And, and it's not necessarily fantasy. It's preparation. You, you, you prepare. You get ready. As you begin to deal with these things, every invention of mankind began as a possibility in somebody's imagination. The, 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 you know, all these devices, amen, the iPads and the iPhones and, you know, you know Android or whatever you got, computers, all, all these things began because somebody imagined it was possible. Amen? You stop and think about that. Every... Every architectural wonder, every building we see was imagined before it was even put on paper. Before the blueprints were, were beginning to be pinned, amen, it was imagined in the architect's mind or, 
or someone who went to the architect and said, I like it like this. It didn't exist. You know, the specs weren't done, but they just imagined. You know, when you get ready to go buy your new car, you already imagine yourself driving it. When you see one going down the road or you see the ad on TV, you go, you imagine you in it. Amen. So when you get there, you, you know, you, I've already been there. I've already done this. Amen. Now you just want to bring it into reality. Amen. You don't imagine yourself driving no hoopty. At least I hope you don't. Amen. Think about the Olympics. Most of the people who, who, who got won gold medals in the Olympics, they didn't just practice for years, but they imagined that day that they would win that race or jump the highest or go to fat, whatever it was, they imagined standing up there receiving their medal. And the ones that embraced that imagination the most, amen, are the ones that ultimately received it. Through all the pain. Yeah, a lot of people imagine it, but who's going to really go after it? And who's going to really set their heart in their mind in order to, to bring it to pass and to make, allow it to become reality in our lives so when we stop and think about you know all the things that we imagine or can imagine as people amen they they move us towards one thing or another so we must develop our imaginations we must train our imaginations we must we must get it under control because see I'm, i'm as much as i'm talking about all these wonderful things the imagination can do it can also lead us down some terrible paths. It can get us in a whole lot of trouble. Huh? Come on, y'all. You know, even as Pastor Linda was talking about, you know, all the places we've been brought from and we've been delivered from, our imagination took us, some of us, to them places. Huh? See, see think about the bank robber. He can imagine robbing that bank before he got there. The adulterer, he can imagine being with that other person before, they ever, before it ever happened. Uh, see, we, we, we can go down all kinds of paths, amen, so we got to train our imagination to do good things. It can lead us to greatness or it can lead us to destruction, amen? You know, we, we can get great joy, amen, and peace by following and really developing our imagination or it can take us into deep depression and despair, amen, because of the things that we imagine, the things that we see. Yeah, but really, God gave us these things, this, this thing called an imagination, amen, for his glory, amen. So we would not be limited. You know, but one thing, I've never heard of a school or a college that has a class that teaches how to use your imagination. It teaches everything else, but the thing that gets people in a whole lot of trouble, they don't even teach us how to use it because... I guess it just don't seem that important to academia because, you know, it's, it's, you, you can't quantify every individual's imagination. But God gave it to us. It's just like, you know, there's no school teaching us how to use our will. Well, it teaches a whole lot of different things. But think about this. You know, God gave us an imagination so that whatever we can conceive, we can achieve. I say it all the time. You know, I talk to people and say, can you see yourself being that kind of person? They say, yeah. Well, then just do it. Uh, Just walk it out. I mean, you already see. You already know what it's going to take. You already know in your imagination you can see yourself being more loving, more caring, more forgiving. You know, you can see yourself being happy. You can see yourself, you know, know, being one that, that spreads joy. Amen. But you got to push past the old stuff in order to get there. Amen. So, you know, let's, let's recap an Old Testament story real quick that really just shows the power of the imagination. Go with me to Genesis 11th chapter. We're going to start at verse number 1. Hallelujah. What are we talking about what? What's the theme this year? All things new, right? Want a new imagination? Huh? new way of using your imagination. Imagine that, you know, that person you have a problem with, y'all best friends. Woo! That means you got to do something. Huh? Hello? Genesis 11 and 1, and it says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east 
that they found a plain in the land of Sinai. And they dwelt there, and they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick, and burn them thoroughly. And they made brick for stone and slime they had for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make us a name. See, what are they doing? They're saying, let's do this, let's do that. They're already speaking it before they do it. Why? They're imagining what they want to do. They're planning it. In other words, they're purposing, amen, to do this thing. Amen. Let's make us a name, lest we should be scattered abroad, abroad upon the face of the whole earth. Now, see, herein lies the problem. Because God wanted them to spread out and multiply and fulfill the earth. But in their mind, let's just stay together in case we be scattered. And let us build a tower. See, what they're doing, they're going against what God has told them to do their own thing. Uh, rather than spreading out and, you know, no, let's stay together and let's build a tower. Amen. And then look what it says. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men build. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have what? Imagined to do. So he said, you know, the Lord had to come and check this out, man, because notice now, they, they're working together. They got one mind. They're operating, amen, and they're accomplishing what they desire and, and they imagined and purposed in their minds to do. And even the Lord says, nothing shall be restrained from them. Imagine now if they was working to do what God told them to do together. Huh? Hello. You know, not just, you know, well, because again, we can do all kinds of things against God, or we can do all kinds of things together for God. And I believe if they were doing it for God, they would have God's backing. But because they weren't using their imaginations for the glory of God, amen, and to glorify him, the Lord had to come down and check them out and say, okay, let's see what they're doing. Amen. He said, go to. Let's go down and do what? Confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. And the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. In other words, God going to have his way. Amen. Amen. Therefore, the name of the place is called, the name of it is called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Wow. Babel. Well, sometimes you say they just babbling, you know, <laughs> all the way back to the Tower of Babel. Amen. So, but notice this. I mean, the use, because the people, these people had imagined and purposed to do this thing together against the will of God, to combine their imaginations, the combination was so powerful that it actually took a divine act of God to stop them. That's how powerful, I mean, the, their imagination was and their purposing together was. It took a divine act of God to say, no, I got to stop. Notice he didn't stop their imagination. He didn't take their imagination away. He just took their ability to communicate with one another. Amen. Because why? He still wants them to use their imagination. Amen. But hopefully they'll learn to use them in constructive ways. Amen. To, to glorify him. So, God wants us to use our imagination, not in negative ways, but in positive ways. Amen? You see, your imagination coupled with your memory can get us in a whole lot of trouble. Amen? Because memory says, I went through this and this and this, and then we begin to imagine that's the way it's always going to be. It ain't never going to change. It's always going to be the same. I can't trust this one. I can't, you know, we're we, we going on that road, so we got to get our imagination. Just imagine it. If they did change. You see, you know, remember what I said on, on New Year's, amen, as we were moving into this year, everything positive, speaking nothing negative. See, I, I, you know, memory coupled with imagination can spawn a whole lot of negative information, negative imagery, imagination, imagery, amen, is where it comes, how we see it, how we perceive it, and therefore that's how we expect it to be. Why? Because we can see it in our what, how we use, use that term, in our mind's eye, I see what's going to happen. 
I know we're gonna we're gonna deal with that here you know, in a, in a little bit. How what we see, Amen. Imagine that. We think that's the way it's gonna be. But how many times have you imagined something that just didn't turn out that way? You thought it was gonna be all negative, but all of a sudden things went a whole nother way. Why? Right, see, so that lets us know right there. Or maybe you thought it was gonna be positive, Amen, and it went negative. See, that lets you know that your imagination is not always right. So we got to go to God with all these things and, and ask him to help us. Amen. Mm. The words of our mouth, amen, are often formed by what we imagine in our mind. And you got to say, okay, watch what I'm saying. Watch what I'm doing. Amen. The more I work on this thing, the more I, I get it under control. Go with me to Genesis 6, the sixth chapter. Hmm. Now, imagination can run rampant, amen, the thoughts, amen, that are contrary to the will of God. In Genesis 6, we see another place where God was looking at man, and man was doing the wrong thing, amen. And we look at what he says, Genesis 6, verse number 5. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. Wow. What did God identify? Every imagination. Amen. Man is evil in the earth, but that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart were evil continually. Now, you know, in the Hebrew, this word, every imagination is really dealing with it signifies amen that it's talking about not just the imagination but also the purpose and desires of the heart where evil continually without god that's who we are amen the the the, the nature of man is not one to bring glory to god amen that's why we got to take on a whole new nature when we come to god we become a whole new creature, amen, so that now we have a whole different nature so we can operate in a way that magnifies him. But without God, amen, we are in great trouble. But it goes on in the sixth verse to say, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing and the file of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Amen. The imagination of man was so bad that God was ready to wipe out everything. He was ready just to cancel it all. That's, that's kind of, you know, is a wake-up call to me, amen. If God was going to wipe out the whole creation because of the evilness of the imagination of man, thank God Noah was a righteous man. Amen. Thank God Noah, amen, was the saving grace, the shadow of things to come in the New Testament in Jesus Christ. You know, Noah was the one that gave us an opportunity, amen, because when God looked on Noah, he found grace in the eyes of God. You know, so he said, I can use him, amen. I don't have to start the whole plan. Or I found one righteous that I can use. Amen. And first thing Noah did after he got out the flood, amen, was do a sacrifice unto God. Amen. But think about the fact that, amen, if God was going to destroy all of everything because of our imagination, how about just one person whose imagination is off? You think that would get us in trouble with God? Well, I think so. Amen. So, but notice he wasn't put off by what they were doing currently when you look at that passage of Scripture. But he identifies why they were doing what they were doing. Amen. Because their imagination was evil. Hello. Someone, most of us wouldn't want to think that. Now, I don't have an evil imagination. Amen. Now, when you think about some of the relational issues that we have and the struggles that we have, you know, whether it's family or friends or acquaintances, Amen. A lot of times we don't approach things in a positive way because we already imagined it in a negative way. I'm just being real, okay? But don't keep your rocks in your pocket. You know, but we've already imagined it in a negative way. You already imagined because of what you heard, what you saw, what you think you know, amen, that it's going to go that way. So therefore you go into it negative and wonder why you get negative results because that imagination is tripping you up. 
amen, in getting in the way rather than, you know, stepping back and saying, no, I want to produce something positive, so I'm going to think about it in a, in a positive way. And I'm not talking about the, the power of positive thinking, okay? See, see, I'm not going down, and in, in, in that's not the camp that we camp out in. Amen. But we're, we're trusting God. He says, speak things that are not hot as though they are. Amen. Believing and trusting. When you can't trust man, you need to learn how to trust God. Amen. That he can t- turn the heart of the king. He can, he can change anybody. Amen. And we just got to trust that God is already going before us in the situation. If I go in there right and I'm going in there with God, God can flip the situation and they might be in their mind. Why am I being so nice to them? Why? Because you came in the name of the Lord. And God's already dealing with their heart. They don't even realize it. They are, he, already, he already checked them. You know, and so we, we, we don't know. God may do, is able to do things that just kind of blow your mind. Amen. But he didn't blame the problem on the devil. Amen. When he came down in the sixth chapter and he saw all this evilness and this wickedness, amen, he didn't blame the problem on the devil. He just said some demonic force. Huh? But he said, no, it's man is the problem. A lot of times we say, I'm going through this or that because the enemy, you know, is coming against me. No, your imagination. What did you imagine was going to happen? Huh? Amen. So he was prepared to deal with all of us, amen. Thank God again, like I said, for Noah. Noah was the one, amen, who, who the Lord could use, amen, to bring us out of a bad situation. Look down at the eighth chapter of Genesis. We're going to deal with Genesis just here a little bit more. Hallelujah. Because I want to see God is looking at the imagination. Amen. And we see it early on, amen, in Genesis 8, verse 20. Soon as he came out to ark, said, And Noah built an altar unto the Lord, and took every clean, clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. Now, he had just been through an ordeal. But think about this. Noah had been used to build an ark, went through all the ridicule for over 120 years, building this ark. You know, and then once the ark is completed, now he done spent over a year Adrift. The earth is flooded. And you're dealing with all these animals that you got to feed, you and your three sons and their wives. In your wife. For over a year, you managing all this. And I, I can, just can't be, begin to imagine, you know, being tossed to and fro on the ark. Amen. Maybe they got seasick a few times. And then you got all these animals on there. It probably didn't smell very pleasant. Huh? You know, it probably wasn't no vacation. It wasn't no cruise ship. A lot of work. Doing all this because God said, Noah, build me an ark. And he's gone through all this. And as soon as he finally gets, you know, to Mount Ararat and gets an opportunity, amen, to get off the ship, first thing he does is honor God. Why am I saying all that? Think about when you go through hard times and it seems like it ain't never going to be over. Amen. We need to do the same thing. First thing we need to do is honor God. Amen. And give him glory. Now, Noah didn't do everything right, but I won't go into all Noah's issues either. Amen. But God did use him. Amen. But notice when he made this altar and he offered these animals on the altar, look at verse number 21. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. He done purged the evil from the earth. Amen. He smelled a sweet savor, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. See, after all that's done, God's still looking at the imagination. He's still identifying where a big problem lies in mankind. From his youth, his imagination is evil. He said, neither will I again smite any more everything living as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. In other words, God said, I'm not going to do it again. Man is evil. I'm just going to have to deal with man. 
His imagine no, I said man is evil. His imagination is evil. I'm gonna have to deal with that. To deal with changing the the mindset of man and the, that that imagination that that's a soul issue that he came to deal with in us. You know, imagination takes us down some crazy roads, people. That's why I said it is it is a powerful thing, amen. And we have to develop it because when we develop our imagination. It can help us in different ways. One, amen, it can increase the borders of our minds. Instead of saying things like, I, I've never done it like that before, amen, we can begin to say, I can do it this way. Amen, you, instead of looking at what you can't do, amen, when you use the proper imagination, you can begin to see what you can do. Uh, you can begin to see possibilities, amen, that weren't there before because all we base it on is, is knowledge and fact rather than imagining something greater. Amen, that God is not limited, amen, and also it helps to break some of our mental limitations. I can do it instead of, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like I said about, you know, the, the, the architect or the Olympiad, they had to first imagine themselves doing it. Amen? Doing something great. How many times have we imagined ourselves doing something crazy and we actually fulfilled it? Hmm. Ain't getting no amens on that one. Mm -mm. The question is, how are we using our imagination? Are we using them, amen, to move into a new place with God, to see ourselves in a new way with God? Are we using them, amen, to do godly things or produce ungodliness in our lives? You know, because what we see is what we're going to get. Most times, amen, how we see it, amen, negative imaginations, amen, create negative mental pictures, amen. This is where we get, you know, that, that negative self-image from. How many of us have ever had, don't raise your hand, a negative self-image, amen. Why? Because that's how everybody else saw us. So all of a sudden we start seeing ourselves that way. The children of Israel saw themselves as grasshoppers, amen. So that's how their enemies saw them. Because that's how they saw themselves, so therefore that's how they carried themselves. Amen. And so they were treated the way they acted. Am I talking to anybody? Amen. Sometimes we see ourselves as this or that, so we act in this way or that way. And then when those things are manifest in our life, we think everybody's being mean to us. No, they're just responding to the way you're acting. Uh, why? Because that's how you see yourself. But if you walk in, amen, and you have a, a, a more positive self-image, amen, why? And all of a sudden, you're going to walk in a positive way, and you're going to be treated in a more positive way. No, I'm not talking about being haughty. I'm talking about knowing that I'm a child of God, and I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, and God is with me, amen. If God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. Having a mindset that I'm walking and living a life that's going to glorify God, amen, it's not puffing yourself up, but it's understanding who you are in him. And walking accordingly, you will be treated accordingly. But when you come into a place with your head hung down and it looks like you've been sucking on a, on a lemon for the last 10 years, because that's all that's the best you can imagine, you know, you, you're downcast and you're always sitting in the back in the corner and afraid to look anybody in the eye, and then you wonder why nobody... It comes from that negative self-image, but God wants his people to have a positive image of who they are in him amen so now you can walk with a a, a twinkle in your eye <laughs> say you you can you can show, show love and peace and joy you can walk in confidence amen that that i'm not i'm not here to be validated by you because i've already been validated by god and i'm here to show you the love of god that's functioning in my life we got to make up our mind how we're going to be, how we're going to imagine ourselves. You can look in the mirror and still say, oh, you'll never be anything. Why? Because that's what everyone else told you, amen. So that became your self-image. Say, no, uh-uh, we got to change it. We got to turn it around, reprogram it, amen, from the wrong programming to the right programming. Get that thing back in alignment with what God has said in his word over your life, over your future, over your destiny, over your eternity. Amen. You, you can just say, okay, if it's been programmed, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm too short, I'm too tall, uh, I'm too dumb. You know, no. Cast that stuff down. Say, no, uh-uh. No, I'm, I'm changing the way 
that I see myself. I'm changing the way I act. And why? Because God says something different about me. And it's not what you say, but it's what he said. It's not you that made you. God made you. So when you look in the mirror, when you saying, God, you really messed up. Ooh. Hello, you should have made me at least three inches tall. Huh? No, no. God knew exactly what he was doing when he made you. Amen. He can control that, that vessel that you're in, remembering that that's not you. Amen. See, this, this whole thing about the mind has produced a, a whole profession that deals with the mind. You know, that's why we got psychologists. Amen. They're trying to figure out how to help you work with your mind and, and all those issues that are going on in your mind. Why? But then it's funny because when the psychologists get done with you, then they go see their psych. You know, can't see it today. I got to go see my psychiatrist. You know, no. See, we we got to understand this whole thing. Why? Because we understand that, amen, and they get paid good money. If I got paid like the psychiatrists get paid, you know, some of them, $7,500 an hour. Just sit there and say, what you think? What's going on with you? Let me analyze you. You know? <laughs> hey, I'll say more than that to you. Mm-mm. They just sit there and look at you. Well, we're done for the day. 45 minutes is up. You know? And send you on out the door. Make sure you pay the secretary on the way out, you know, or you know, give us your insurance card, you know, so we can charge. But nothing has changed. Huh? Unless you got a psychiatrist that's pointing you to God. Huh? They might have said, okay, we're going to do this biblically. We're going to dig into the word of God. What did he say about you? I know what your parents said. I know what the people said. I know how the kids treated you. But what did God say? Huh? And, and get it back on right, you know, right thinking, right mind. I, I know you messed up, but you didn't know no better. But we're going to help you. You know, get some understanding so that now you can function like you need to function. Man, it's, it's important that we bring this imagination. Our imagination will control the quality of our lives. Huh? Amen? You see, you can see yourself doing better, living better. Amen? Driving something better. Giving better. Huh? Why? Because why? Now you can imagine. I want, you know, like she was talking about the, the gentleman. Amen. And we ran across him in his testimony many years ago down in in Phoenix, amen, he started off, amen, he said the first thing, this brought it all back to my mind. He said the first time he went to the service, the Lord told him, give me two, I want you to give $200 in the offering. He said, Lord, that's all I got is $200. Said, that's all I want. Huh? I mean, he had this conversation with God. He said, God is never going to ask you for what you don't have. He said, well, that's all I got is 200 He said, that's all I want. So he said to give the two. And God turned around and blessed him. And he's, he's, you know, long story short, each year he began to go. He started off. He started tithing each year. Amen. He come back, and, and every year the Lord would have him to increase his giving each year by another 10%, another 10%. At the same time, I mean, this is when he started thinking, what was it? He was um, trying to buy. He had a business, amen. And God gave an opportunity to get into building, erecting, and owning cell phone towers. This was way, you know, about 15, 20 years ago. Think about how he's doing now. Okay, because he owns these things. Uh, he got to the point to where he was able to give, and this was, well, it's been what? About, goodness, about 15, 13, 15 years ago. Last time we went down, he was telling his testimony that at that point, he was living well, very well off of 10% and giving the other 90% of his income to the kingdom. Uh, and when you can live like that, it's because God said, give me $200. You know? Remember we read that passage? He said, seed time and harvest. Uh, he sold the seed. God said, give me that 200 He gave the 200 and God said, okay, and I'm about to exponentially bless your socks off. You get to begin to talk about the helicopters he had to buy and all this that could be a big problem, you know? No. But you had to imagine God said, do this, I'm going to do it. Amen. So we want to cast these things down. These, these negative thoughts that the enemy brings in and people seed into our hearts, amen, and we grab hold of them. The Bible calls them strongholds. 
Anybody got any strongholds? Ever had to battle some strongholds in your heart and in your mind? Huh? Look, look what he says. I mean, let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. Uh-uh. We got we to gotta overcome these strongholds. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 10, starting at verse number 3. He said, for though we walk in the flesh... We walk in the flesh. We are not, a, we are not the flesh. We, are, we do not war against the flesh. Now, I'm going to take us in a, in, a, in a little bit different direction here. Because oftentimes when we read the scripture, we think about somebody else's flesh. But I want you to think about the fact that you don't war against your own flesh. Uh, even though you're in it, you have authority over it. Amen? We don't war after the, he said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down what? Imaginations and every high thing that exalts, exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when our obedience is fulfilled. Now notice, we're going we're gonna to cast down these imaginations of these strongholds, amen, and bring every imagination under the captivity of Christ that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. And what we know about God and what God has said about us, if it does not line up with that, if that imagination that's in your mind, amen, does not line up with that, amen, he's telling us right here, we need to cast it down. Do not embrace it. Do not accept it. Amen, because it, it's, it's going against what God said and what we know God said concerning us. See, this, this is how we have to retrain our thoughts, retrain our imaginations, amen, that have gone rampant. When we, when we think about what we see, you know, not just even for yourself, but even others. That's not what God said over their life. That's not who God created them to be. Amen, so we begin even to begin to imagine better for others. And why? When we, we see them different, guess what happens? We begin to treat them different. Amen. When we see light and hope in their lives, amen, we want to be a part of bringing that to pass. Amen. Therefore, we can pray for our unsaved loved ones. Amen. We can pray for those enemies that are despitefully using us. You know, that's one thing. I thank God he delivered me, amen, from that area some time ago. Amen. Really being able to pray for those who despitefully use you, being able to love my enemies. I thank God he taught me how to do that, amen, long, long, long time ago. And believe you me, the liberty that it brings, the freedom that it brings, amen, the, the burden, the yoke, and the weight. You know how much, you know how heavy it is that walking around hating somebody? How much effort it takes, amen, to stay mad at somebody for years and years? Oh, see, some of y'all know already. You know what I'm saying? Amen. But see, we think about how much easier it is when you can cast that yoke off of yourself. I don't have to wake up tomorrow being mad at you. I don't have to wake up tomorrow hating you because I, I, I love you. I choose to love you. I purpose to love you. Amen. Because the way you're acting is not how God created you to be. That's not God's plan for your life. Amen. If you knew him like I know him, you wouldn't be able acting the way you acted. So therefore, I said, I can have compassion upon you and I can pray for you because that's not God's will. That's not what God said. I imagine you really getting saved. I imagine you really getting your mind. I imagine things turning around. And if I can be a part of it, Lord, let me be a part of it. Let me just love the hell out of them. Amen. So they can change. But if I walk around mad and I got to avoid you and I can't look you in the eye, amen, then there's something wrong with me. Hello. But I should be able to look you dead off in your eye and give you a hug and it will be completely sincere, amen, with nothing underlying. Because that means your heart is clear, amen, and I, you know, my, my prayer is not against you, it's for you. Why? Because I've brought my mind, I've cast out every negative thought, every stronghold, amen. See, because sometimes people want to give you a stronghold. I refuse to receive it, amen. And we, as the people of God, have the right and the power and the authority to refuse to receive the negative. I don't receive it, amen. Uh -uh. If, if, you, if you're going you're gonna to bring a blessing my way, if you're going to encourage, I receive encouragement, I receive the love, but I'm not going to receive the hate. Amen. I cast it down and I give love in return. You cancel it. 
amen, by being who God has called you to be. You got to have a made-up mind. <coughs> Excuse me. But we, we, we can choose how we respond. Sometimes people call you on the phone. I don't know. I didn't get the Lord, Holy, Holy Spirit. Yeah, he done got me off my notes here. Amen. You know, and, and, and they start going off. Or maybe they send you an email or a Facebook message. You know, or, or, you know I always got to say, I don't hate Facebook. I just hate what they use it for. Amen. So, so, but think about this. The people can send negative stuff. Now, you have got a choice. Just say this with me. I have a choice. Don't forget that. I can respond positive or I can respond stupid. Okay? Now, the choice is on you. I mean, you can't blame them because, no, they blasted me, so I'm blasting them. Stupid. That's stupid. Huh? Now, notice I said, that's stupid. Okay, because what's it going to avail? But see, child of God, you want to do the positive thing. Huh? You know, that's, when you, that's why we got to deal with this whole series. You got to get your emotions. You got to get your feelings. You got to get your memory. And you got to get this imagination in check so that the spirit man responds in the positive way. My feelings are going to tell me what to do. My emotions ain't going to tell me what to do. My memory ain't going to tell me what to do. My imagination ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm going to do it according to the Spirit of God, and I'm going to use my imagination, amen, to be positive. Amen. I imagine if I just keep loving them, I'll tear down this stronghold. I'll cast it down. See, but remember, I have a choice. Either I'm going to let this, this thing and all this other stuff be in charge, or I'm the spirit man. Amen. I have a soul. Amen. It's got all these issues in it. Amen. And I live in the body, but I'm going to keep those in charge. Why? Because my spirit is the king. He reigns and he rules because he is me. And I'm going to be in charge. I'm not going to let the slave or the servant be in charge. Remember that your spirit man is the king. Your body, amen, is the servant. I mean, your, your soul, excuse me, is the servant, and your body is the slave. It's just there to fulfill the will of the spirit, whereas it is directed by the soul. If we can get it in alignment, you got this thing whipped. You can, you can walk it out. You can live it out in a way that God wants you to, amen? Strongholds. Anybody ever had any? Huh? Oh, goodness. Amen. And yes, they do. They affect the way we live. They affect the way we see things. Amen. Huh? You know, they, they, they bring about, you know, disorder and, and, and the disobedience. Amen. They, they bring about all these things and they drive us, amen, to, 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 to act and do and say things that we otherwise wouldn't do. It's a stronghold. And it can be broken. Just tell yourself, every stronghold can be broken because none of them are stronger than God. So what you want to do? Huh? You don't have to give in to it. No. You know, sometimes you got to look at yourself. You look in the mirror and say, loose me and let me go. Huh? I'm not going to act this way no more. I'm not going to let these thoughts dominate me no more. Why? Because no one is. You need to start imagining seeing yourself delivered. You need to start imagining seeing yourself healthy and wealthy and strong, spiritually built up. You need to begin to see yourself like this. Well, but I know the pools of this flesh. Okay, we all got flesh. But you don't need to let it have its way. Imagine it being under control. Just imagine when you say no, you mean no to your flesh. Oh, see. I'm trying to stick to my outline. Mm-mm-mm-mm. See, in some cases, people only foresee the negative. So that's all they're going to get. Amen. That, that's going to be the scenario that's going to come. Amen. So they begin to look and they expect, amen, they're already in their mind, they already imagine what's going to happen. So therefore, guess what? As a man thinketh, 
always see. We, you know, anybody ever, you know, run into that self-fulfilling prophecy? Huh? You keep thinking it and saying it over and over again. Then when it happens, you're not, oh. No, because you've pronounced it over your life for so long, that's exactly what you expected. So how about you start prophesying some good stuff? Huh? Prophesying some deliverance. Prophesying some healing. Prophesying some right-mindedness, amen, over yourself and over your family, over your children, amen, over your situations, amen. Rather, rather than walking in fear, imagine this, walk in faith. Huh? Mm-mm, no, 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 no. See, see we, we, we can, just tell somebody, we can be set free from this mind if we just walk in the Spirit. We can, we, we can, we, we can, we can, we can, amen. See, because if all you think about is negative, all you're going to get is negative. Huh? The more strongholds in your imagination, the more they're backed up with the memories, amen, and the negative events of your life, the harder life becomes. Because every time one is validated, it becomes cemented even more. That this is really the way it is. But that's not the truth. This is really what you've accepted, but that's not really the way it is. Huh? That's the difference. Amen. So, so we got to choose. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to break these strongholds and we're going to begin to birth, you know, some, some deliverance in our lives or we're going to continue to birth bondage. Huh? I want to be set free. These, these kids, they're never going to change. Stop saying that. Huh? My husband ain't never going to change. What are you prophesying? My wife ain't never going to respect me. What are you prophesying? Huh? What are you you speaking? Huh? We ain't never going to get out this hole. Huh? Hello? I ain't never. You know what I'm saying? How many times we just just shoot ourselves in the foot? You know, and wonder why we we can't climb the ladder. Your feet hurt. Huh? Lift up your eyes, amen, and reach for the next rung on the ladder. Get ready to go higher. You know, one thing, you know, because I've been working on the ladder a lot at the house, and you know what? The view is better from up there. Huh? What am I saying? When you start elevating your eyes and going up in life in the spirit, the view is much better from up there. Amen, than it is staying in the pit with all the ones that want to be in the pit. Amen, the view is much better when you're heading toward the mountaintop. Amen. You can see a whole lot better. Guess what? The air is fresher. Amen. Ain't so much pollution around you. Amen. You got to decide which way you're going to be. I'm heading to the mountaintop, me. I don't don't know about y'all, but I want to be on the mountaintop. I don't want to be in the valley where all the smog is and everything rolls downhill. No. Let me get up there where some newness and some freshness is. Let me get up above the tree line so I can see a long way off. Taking a deep breath of fresh air. You ever get around somebody and they like a breath of fresh air to you? Huh? Because you're tired of being around the old stale stuff that you've been around, the old stale people. Some of y'all can just get stale sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Huh? Just get kind of stale. We talked about that yesterday. Ain't nothing changed since yesterday. And we talking about it again. We rehashing. Get, get some fresh. Get some fresh people around you. Amen. Get some fresh air. Amen. Someone that's going to lift you up. Someone that's going to encourage you to think in a whole new way. Someone that's going to break the old bondage and old strongholds. Amen. We, we regurgitating the old same old stuff. Mm. Hello. Imagine. Just imagine. All things new. A whole new perspective. A whole new way of seeing things. A, a whole new way of approaching life. Amen. See, do you not know that the entertainment industry has captured the power of your imagination? Horror films, huh? The pornography industry, commercials. I mean, whoo, goodness. Now, how in the world, you know, no matter what, they might be trying to sell a bottle of pop, and they're going to try to make it sexy. Huh? They make you think, you buy this car, you can have this lady on the bikini laying on the hood too. 
You know, it's just your imagination. Then attack your imagination, amen, in the film industry. Why do you think so many people love, oh, goodness, I'm about to get in trouble. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. American Idol. Because you imagine yourself, woo, singing like that. You can just, who going to win? And you, you, know, you, you know you're the best judge of them all. And you know who's supposed to win from season, I mean, from, 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 from the first episode. Huh? She said, <laughs> she said, just about. Huh? Uh, see, 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 the entertainment industry, hey man, the, the, I mean, think of, you know, it was funny because my wife came in last night, I was about 12 o'clock, she came in the, in, the, in the room, I'm in there, you know, going over some stuff, and she brings me this bag of M&M's. Just open it, tell me, don't eat them all. They, you know, like, tell me don't eat all the M&M's, you know. I said, well, let me let me get me a Ziploc bag so I can at least seal them back up because this one's ripped wide open, you know. But you take them out of that bag that makes you imagine that there's so much in there, and you dump it into the the clear Ziploc bag. You said, I was fooled. Ain't that much in there? But see, when we see the picture and all the colors and the you know all the print on the bag and all that. You know, and she gave me another one, one of my, you know, nut goodies, same thing. You, they give you a bag, you really can't see what's for real. But you imagine when you're at the store, it's full of candy. Now, now I want you all to think about this now. See, because, see, these are things that they use to trick us and what we imagine we about to get. Huh? Now, see, last time you looked at that honey or that buff thing, you know, ooh, I man, oh, your imagination takes you here. But once you open the package, it's like, ah! No. Yeah, because I, you know, sometimes I go to the store and I, I, you know, the package where they got the candy in, in the clear thing. I look at it in the store and say, I ain't that much there. I ain't spending that much for it. But you go to the other one, it, it's, it's got a completely opaque bag. You can't see through it. You just look at it. I'm going to get that. You know, you get home, ain't no more in it than the other one. We being fooled. We being duped. Amen. By the packaging. We being duped. Amen. You know, you go to a movie. You already seen all the highlights in the preview. But you imagine that's going to be a good movie because they got all that action out. I want to see it all. You get there, you already seen it all. You just got all the little, huh? Got all the little fillers already in there, huh? I, I went. We went to saw, saw the movie. What's that movie? You know, Unbroken. Good movie. You know, but I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for some more action. You know, I'm, just, I'm just seeing what I saw in the previews. You know, that's all the highlights. Everything else is kind of like, uh, you know. But, I, you know, but looking at the preview, you can imagine this is going to be a really action-packed thriller. It's going to keep me on the edge of my seat. And you get there, and you find out to go to sleep. Our imaginations, people. Come on, come on. See, the enemy is not stupid. Uh, he, he, he's not dumb, amen. See, we, we can use these things. I mean, why do you think romance thrillers? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, come on. See, I mean, you know, we, we, we was why you begin to imagine. Like, you don't got enough drama in your own life. You know, but you got to sit there and watch. And imagine what's going to happen next. Huh? Let, me, let, me, let me move on. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. I'm not even going to be able to finish this today. Uh, I'm not. But stop and think about the fact that our imaginations are so powerful. That sometimes what you think in your mind is going to produce itself. In your body. That's why they got what they call psychosomatic sicknesses. Huh? And they find out, they discover it's only in the mind. But because your mind has believed it and imagined it, now you're actually having symptoms. Your body is lining up with what your mind is telling it. And then on the flip side, in most of these medical studies and blind studies, amen, they do what? 
they get a, a focus or a study group, amen, and they give half of them the real medicine and the other half the placebo. And I was reading this one article that was saying like how that so many people that had the placebo were having the same power and effect as when they had the medicine. Why? Because they believed they were getting the medicine, so therefore their body began to produce positive results. And it's all because of the power of your imagination. You imagine, I'm getting the real thing. Boy, I know I didn't get the placebo. I feel better already. Uh, and all you got is a sugar pill. No. We got to get this imagination thing lined up and under control because if we don't, it's going to destroy us. And there's more I want to tell you about that imagination, but I, I got to stop. Because we're going to be back here tonight, and I really want everybody to come on back tonight. So as, as we, we, we have our, our membership meeting and we talk about, you know, our, our strategy plan, amen, for the year and the years to come, amen. Got a lot of information to outline, nothing you've seen before, amen, in such a fashion. But we really want you to come, amen, and, and, and get hold, amen, and get on board. So as we talk about the different things, amen, I, I'm looking for us to move forward. How about you? Greater things on the horizon, amen. Amen. And we we, we we looking for breakthroughs. Hallelujah. And we're going to deal with some breakthroughs even in the imagination later. So let's stand. I got I to gotta stop. Hallelujah. Say this, if anybody here, amen, not saved, haven't given your life to God for whatever reason, I want you to imagine what your life will be with God. Uh, and make that decision today, amen, to either accept him as Lord and Savior or if need be to rededicate yourself to him. If you don't have a church home, I invite you to come and say, you know what, I want to be on board. I want to be connected here and live in faith, amen, to be a member, to grow, to be able to to live like God wants me to live and produce the things of his kingdom that he created for me to produce. Hallelujah. Anybody, those two calls. Thank you, Lord. If not, I'm going to pray for us. Amen. As we prepare to release you this morning. God is a good God. And he's got so much more, amen, for each and every one of us. And as we even thinking back to our theme, all things new, begin with a new way of seeing. Just imagine. Completely different. Hallelujah. Because, you know, when thoughts or words are spoken to us, it's, it's inherent, amen, for us to begin to even begin to see it in our mind. How is it? Or what happens? Someone starts describing something to you. Your imagination automatically kicks in. Hmm? Automatically kicks in. Amen. You know you can't see it. You feel like, oh, I, I, you, you just transport yourself there in your mind. Hmm? You begin to figure it out. So let's bow our heads before we go, as we go before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, because you are wonderful. And we thank you, hallelujah, because, Lord, you've shared that wonder in us, your creation. And, Father, we ask you right now to continue to, to teach us how to manage this vessel, Lord, that we possess. To manage it in a way to imagine, hallelujah, how you really want us to live. How you want us to keep our body under subjection, Lord. How you want us to... to retrain ourselves, Lord, and how we think, Lord, to bring our soul in alignment with your will. Lord, that our soul, God, would be acceptable in your sight. Lord, that it can no longer run rampant, hallelujah, because we, the spirit being, are in charge. Hallelujah. And we're walking in the power and the authority that you want us to walk in, Lord, so that the negative things of this life and this, this world, Lord, that we inhabit, Lord, will no longer have a full-blown effect on our lives. But we speak truth, we speak life, we speak love, we speak liberty and victory in every, every situation. 
because we know, God, that you're greater. And there's nothing that's too hard for you. So, Lord, bring every thought under the captivity of Christ. Help us to cast down every evil imagination. Regardless of who it's towards, ourselves or others, circumstances and situations, help us to cast down every negative thought. Bring it under the captivity of Christ. We do have a choice. Help us to exercise that choice. Lord, that it would be acceptable in your sight. Lord, I pray over each and every one right now. Lord, as we capture those thoughts, Lord, as we... We yield ourselves unto you that our living God would bring glory and honor to your name. Father, we thank you. We praise you and we magnify you, God, because we're pursuing all things new in our lives. New and real and good for your glory. We praise you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen.